What's up? What's up? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How are we doing? This is your boy, the BTV Greek, checking in with a very special podcast with a very special guest. Conference Championship Week, so we had to bring in the best college basketball analyst around, and that is the one, the only, Jeff Nadu. What's up, man? What's up, Leo? How are you? I, I don't know if I'm the best, but I will tell you this. I'll try to give you the uh, best breakdown you can get. So thank you for having me. Uh, make sure everybody checks out better than Vegas. That's right. And you know what? I have a feeling you're going to have a chance to prove that you're the best because you are in our bracket contest, right, where we'll be picking all the games throughout March Madness. I have a feeling you'll probably be like a top seed. Fair to, fair to assume. Uh, well, that that would be your uh, that would be your people behind the scenes their their job to figure that out. But I um, yeah, I'll be involved and and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out. I think it's hard to prove that you're a great handicapper because you pick brackets correctly, just because you don't have to pick any spreads or anything. But yeah, it'll be fun. I always enjoy bracket contests. That's what uh, got me to fall in love with, with basketball many many years ago. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I heard everyone to you know, check out the contest, check out the different you know things that that, that bet, better than Vegas has. It's uh, something that not a lot of people are doing. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. It's always free to do. It's a thirty five hundred dollar prize pool, so make sure you guys sign up because there are limited participants. But uh, March is my favorite time of year, not just because of the March Madness stuff and like you know there's games constantly going on, but I'm a very anxious human, and usually I tend to wager a little bit more than I probably should on these games. And whenever I'm super anxious, I like going for a run. And March is like the symbol of when I start losing weight. And I want to start this off by commending you on how much weight you've lost because you look fantastic, my dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I uh, it was around this time, uh, you know, two years ago. I remember uh, well. I was, uh, I was going up to to the barstool uh, offices to do some things, and I remember. The, the Monday I went up there, it was the first reported case of coronavirus. And that seems like forever ago. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, that week I, I kind of, uh, you know, things kind of shook out the way they did. And, and we didn't end up having an NCAA tournament that year. And I remember the goal of mine was to, to get my weight in check. I was 343 pounds. And, you know, it was time for me to make a change in my life. And, and I went out and I did it. And I, I lost all the weight. I didn't, I didn't get surgery or anything like that. I just put some time in and. Yeah, now I sit here. I'm I'm 210 or so pounds, and I uh, yeah I feel great. I, I urge anyone, you know, we we can all make excuses for why we don't do things, but at the end of the day, your weight is the one excuse that only you can make for yourself. You have to go out and have the discipline to change yourself around, and you can do it. I mean, there are resources there. I did it very easily, um, but I thank you and 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 good luck to you on your weight loss. You look fine. I don't think you're you're anywhere near where I was, but you know, I'm only <laughs> I'm only five foot eight, so so 340 was. You know, if I'm six eight or six ten, I mean three forty wouldn't be as bad. But when you're five foot eight, uh, it's a whole lot different. So yeah, I feel better. I look different. I have more energy. Uh, it was the best thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, man. Luckily, I can I can conceal the fact that I'm three hundred pounds because I'm six three. But that number three still right. it still hurts me just a smidge. But people don't want to hear about our weight loss challenges. They want to hear about March Madness. I want to break down all the big tournaments here. I want to start off with probably the worst of the big five pretty sure that's like an easy consensus here the ACC has had a really really down year you have Duke that is a massive favorite you see any betting value here on anyone other than Duke yeah I think I do I mean look I think the number is correct on Duke I would probably put them at like a solid favorite I mean they're going to be a favorite against anyone in this conference but I'm kind of looking outside of the box I'm saying to myself well if not them then then who else 
I think the only bet that I would probably make, and, and a bet that I probably will be on it, is Virginia. I think Virginia is priced too low. Uh, Fifteen to one is a great price on them because uh, yep. I think in a in a flip game against Carolina, I think they'll beat Carolina. And we look at the season series between Duke and Virginia. They were both very close games. In fact, uh, one was a win for Virginia. If you remember in that game, they were two for 14, I think, from three. They hit a three with three seconds to go to, to win the game. If we remember on the return trip, 65-61 uh, in Charlottesville, I thought they played really well. So in both games, Virginia was very good in, in them. I think Jaden Gardner outside of Bancaro is the best player on the court in this game. And I look at the way Virginia's been able to score this year. I think they've been much better offensively than they've been in years past. So, you know, I look at a team that's kind of got a new lease on life with an opportunity to make their presence felt. It wouldn't surprise me if Virginia made a run and, and had something in this tournament. A couple of the other teams, I, I think Miami's interesting, but I don't trust them defensively. You talk about another team that played Duke tough this year. They went into Cameron and beat Duke. So, you know, there are teams where if I'm looking at this, I would definitely take shots. Even Carolina, they just showed that they could go in in a situation where it was Coach K's last game. They went in and absolutely manhandled them in the second half. So would I lay 135 with Duke? No, it would not be a favorite that I'm looking to play necessarily. But I think there's value in certain parts of this conference. I don't think it's as bad as people think. Wake's a decent team. There are some teams here that, that, are, that are pretty okay. One thing I'm really confident in pitching here for the ACC is the fact that Boston College, my home team, will not win this tournament. Uh, I'm very, very confident we will not. I actually agree with you 100% with Virginia. Uh, the two things that I look for in this tournament, number one, I want a big price, which you get with pretty much everybody outside of Duke. Uh, but I want somebody on the bottom half of the bracket, and I want somebody with the ability to beat Duke. I completely agree with you. They showed the ability. They're on the bottom half of the bracket. North Carolina is a little overpriced after what they did on Saturday. Uh, I think they have the ability to beat them because North Carolina is so inconsistent defensively. I love that price on Virginia. One of the things that's also underrated is like whether certain people think it or not, there are teams that need these games a lot more than others, right? Yeah. So like Virginia is not only playing, you know, if they lose, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. It's that simple. Yeah. They don't have a large resume, right? They're going to be out if they lose in the first or second game. Some of these teams are on the bubble. They need wins here. Um, again, I don't think you make a lot of money trusting teams like Virginia long-term just because there's a reason the team's on a bubble, Leo. It's that they're not great. So that's why they're on the bubble. But, yeah, I think there's some value here in some of these other teams. Do, do I think ultimately they'll beat Duke? I don't know. But I think there's some teams in Virginia or Miami or Wake that could definitely throw a wrench in. You mentioned this is not a good aesthetic conference. It's not. There's not a lot of great teams here, especially with Syracuse. They're down. Florida State's down. Louisville's down. Um, you know, NC State's down, but but these kind of middle tier teams, you know, Wake, Miami, Virginia, all capable. Yeah, absolutely. Another really interesting tournament is the Big 12. The Big 12 has been a shit show all year. One of our colleagues refuses to bet anything in the Big 12 anymore. He's like, nope, I've been burned way too many times. I have a couple plays in this one. I want to hear what you got first, but I got a couple dogs that I'm really, really fancying in here. Name the convert you cut out at the beginning. I'm sorry, the Big 12. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look, the Big 12, I, I think when we look at, like, your favorite, Baylor, I think that's fair. But but then I also say to myself, well, maybe a fully healthy Baylor should be the favorite. But first of all, I'm getting a fully healthy Kansas, who generally is the perennial team in this conference. I'm not really interested in betting against Bill Self in the Big 12. Now, 
I agree with you. I would look a little bit more deeper in this conference, quite honestly. I look at a team like Texas, and I ask myself, is this team ever going to show up and be the team that maybe I thought they would be? I thought you could make the case before the season, roster-wise. I thought they were one of the better teams in the country. Now, you look at current-day Texas, really haven't ever shaken out the way they thought they'd be. Trey Mitchell has left the team completely. That's concerning because I've never seen that happen in Beard's tenure as a head coach. I've never seen a player leave. Usually players want to come play for him. It's not the other way around. Now, that could have been more of a Trey Mitchell problem as opposed to a Beard problem, but we just haven't seen the consistency. But if I'm Beard, I'm anchoring the thought of, hey, look, guys, this is our chance, right? We can, you know, and they made a run last year in the Big 12 tournament. So, you know, for me, I um I look at Texas and I feel like they have the talent to do it. Um, I look at a team like Oklahoma. I feel like with them, they've been kind of on a, a team that you know all season I've been wanting to get involved with because I do think offensively they're very good. Uh, but I continue to go back to the turnover problem that they have. They turn the ball over way too much, so that's concerning. Um, if I'm betting this, I'm looking probably towards Kansas personally. I, I just I think ultimately they're the best team in this conference. I don't think that there's a lot of deep sleepers like maybe you do. Um, I don't think West Virginia is good at all. Um, Iowa State, I mean, can they score 50 points in a game? I mean, that's conceivable to think. Texas Tech, I worry about. They can't shoot the ball good enough to me, and I think that's the problem they're going to have long term. So for me, it's either the top-tier teams or maybe take a shot with Texas. I'll tell you a team real quick. TCU is interesting to me. Just with how rugged and blue-collar they play, they're very physical terrific offensive rebounding team they have good guard play with mike miles and i like jamie dixon he's a terrific coach um i'm a little interested in hearing about your thoughts on, on some of the dogs because i think from a dog standpoint the acc has better dogs to me than this conference i totally agree i think virginia is a much better bet i agree with you 100 on texas i've loved texas all year they have the two things i really really like when it comes to march number one they're decent defensively and number two i love their guard play i love the combination of Carr, Ramey, and um, uh, Andrew Jones. Yep. I think their big has come a long way so far this year. More importantly, I think they have a pretty decent draw. I think TCU is an okay team, but I feel like Texas should really get through that one. There's no excuse for them not to get through that one. Right. And at that point, they got Kansas. Kansas is probably the best team in this conference with Baylor, but they've shown that they can hang with Kansas. I mean, that game, they had them on the ropes earlier um, last weekend, excuse me, I think Texas is one of those teams to really watch for in March. But they hung with them in both games. I mean, one went to overtime, and the other one in Texas was very close. And remember, they took care of TCU easily in both games. So I agree with your sentiment there. The big problem is just, can they score consistently? I mean, that's the problem. Now, Marcus Carr needs to take over and be that Kemba Walker type of guard. But, yeah, I think we're in agreement. Texas is surely the the, the value. The one that I had circled, and I hated myself for it, and I called a couple people to talk me out of this, was Iowa State. I mean, the big thing for me is that I like their draw. I don't think Texas Tech is all that great. Like you said, they can't really score. Iowa State is good defensively. Um, Then they would have to likely play Baylor. I'm worried about that, but they were able to hang tough against Baylor earlier, um, again, last weekend. More importantly, they have a guard in Isaiah Brockington who has that Kemba Walker-type potential. I mean, this dude can shoot the lights out. He's one of those players that if he gets hot at the right time, Iowa State is good enough defensively where they can go on and win this thing. And the thing that sold me on it was the plus 2,000 price. I'm not going to go big on this, but it might be worth just the sprinkle. 
I would, I mean, in that case, like if you're asking me very real deep, like I'd be more or less interested in K-State as opposed to Texas or to Iowa State just because, I mean, I've seen K-State play in so many closed games this season. The problem K-State has is whenever they step up and play a really good Big 12 team, they get wrecked. So, yeah, I'm not interested in Iowa State. I just don't think they're good enough offensively. And, like, I think they lose first game out out against Texas uh, Tech. I mean, remember, people will say, well, Texas Tech beat – they beat Texas Tech in the one game, but – yeah, I mean, it's 51-47. It was one of those really random outlier games. Um, yeah. I think this conference is pretty, pretty as far as value is concerned, I don't see a ton of it. Uh, it would be Texas and, and maybe the, the bigger team. Yeah. Uh, so Big East, that's how I feel about the Big East. I think there's one team, one team only. It's only Villanova. I hate betting chalk in these tournaments, but, I mean, you just saw Villanova play – Providence recently, and they were an 11 and a half point favorite against the top seed in this tournament. Uh, I think Villanova's deep. I think they shoot the ball well. I think they do pretty much everything right. They don't turn it over a whole lot usually. I love Villanova at plus 160 here. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, obviously I, I felt like Villanova is the best team all season. A lot of people try to say this bill of goods that Providence is better. That's nonsense. They're not. Uh, I look at deep. Um, I actually bet this team before the, you know, for the season, I want to say to win the big, big ease. A uh, Seton Hall, I, I would look at. Yeah. Seton Hall is finally healthy. Okay. Everybody's good to go. Okay. They have the talent to beat anybody in this conference. Look at their recent performance. They've been very good. They haven't lost since February 16th. Um, you know, they're going into to March, you know, p- possibly as a team that may not lose since February 16th. They could make a sure run. Now, when I look at the teams they beat, I'll give it to you. It's not been that impressive. And that's, I think, the concern. But, you know, I look at as fully healthy. I thought they played really well against Providence and Villanova uh, in both the matchups that they had against those groups. Um, I look at them being completely healthy. And I bring up being healthy because, I'll be honest, I don't think Seton Hall has had a full roster the entire season up until the last few games. Bryce Aiken's good to go. Yetna's good to go. Kadari Richmond's good to go. Miles Kale's good to go. Everybody's good to go with this team. I look at the fact that the one thing I look for in March, it's got to be something. If you're betting on teams with no experience, you will lose long-term. This is one of the oldest teams in the country. One of the things I also love about them, they're one of the biggest teams in the country. They can match up with these big boy front courts. I think they have the guard play. Look at Jared Roden. He is the kind of kid that can give Gillespie major problems against Villanova. I think Seton Hall is way too way high-priced in this conference. 16-1. to I put them above Marquette to me, Creighton. I'll gladly take a shot with Seton. Keep in mind, first game out, Georgetown. It's likely they're going to be able to rest some players. Don't be surprised if Seton Hall makes a little run. I couldn't agree more. I have loved Roden all season. I loved him from last year, too. The man's an absolute monster. And like you said, I love betting on the veterans. The only thing that prevents me from taking them on a future, I feel like you'll actually get a better price if you just roll over every game. Yeah. I think they'll be an underdog against UConn. They'll definitely be, be a big, excuse me, a big underdog against Villanova. And then whoever it is in the final, they'll probably be plus money there as well. I think that's one of those that you want to roll over. Yeah, I, I don't uh, disagree with that either. Um, you know, I I look at UConn and I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by them. I mean, I think all year we've kind of assumed that they're probably the second best team in this conference. They're playing well towards the end of the season, have some great wins against Villanova and Seton Hall and Xavier. Um, you know, Xavier's interesting. You know, I- I've waited for this group all year to figure it out. Haven't figured it out. And I'll tell you why you should avoid Xavier at all costs. 
it seems to me like they quit on uh, Steele a long time ago. This team is poorly coached. That's not going to be fixed. And I'll talk about another team in another uh, conference that I've gotten knocked for for calling him a bad coach, and I've been proven right. But Steele is on the same level to me. He's not a good coach. I think that's been proven. Um, you know, this team is now or never. Um, they have a decent group of kids, but they just seem to be poorly coached. So, yeah, for me, I think you're right with Villanova. Um, I would definitely pencil them in as a sure favorite here. If I'm looking at a little value, I'm taking a look at the Pirates of Seton Hall. Yeah, I love that. Uh, now on to probably the most dangerous conference to bet on, the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten, you have teams in this conference that could legitimately win it all. You could make a, you could make a serious argument for probably three or four teams to make a deep, deep run in this tournament, yet all four have been kind of sort of inconsistent in this Big Ten tournament. Very dangerous. I'm very excited for it. What do you think on this? Yeah, it's it's a tough conference. Um, you know, I, I know over the weekend, um, I kind of fell in love this year, you know, all season with Purdue, and I, I was kind of um, stingy with, you know, playing them too much and stubborn. But, you know, I, I still look at Purdue, and I, I, f I still feel like they're the best team in this conference. Now, I'll be in, in admittance here. I don't care about regular season titles. I couldn't care less about that. This is the real conference tournament. This is the best team in the conference. Yeah. Whoever wins this is the champion of this conference. So I look at Purdue and I say, to me, I think in a coin flip game against Illinois, I would take Purdue. Okay, that's just obvious to me. I think they're a terrible matchup for Coburn, and I think that was proven. Edie and Williams ate him for lunch, and they were able to do whatever they wanted. I think Ivy's the best guard in this conference. I also look at the rest of this conference when I take a Purdue. I'm not real worried about anyone else. I don't think Iowa. I don't trust them defensively. I'm not a big worry about Ohio State. They have some injury problems with Zed Key and with others. Um, Rutgers, they don't win on the road, so I don't care about them. If I'm looking deep, Michigan would be a, a, an interest to me. We've seen that group go on runs in March. I remember that plane going off the runway, and they went and run the tournament. They have the talent. I think truly if the toughest matchup to me for Purdue would be Michigan, but they need to go on a really nice run to do that. So I'd maybe have a little something on them. But to me, I'm all over Purdue here. I'm going to play the favorite because ask yourself this. In any game they play in this conference tournament, they're going to be a favorite. So in a flippy game against Iowa, Whiskey, or or or, or um, uh, Illinois, it's Purdue to me. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Those are actually the two teams that I had written down here. Uh, I did dabble on Michigan at plus 1,200. The reason being, it feels like they're starting to play better. I know they've only won five of their last nine, but they're starting to have a bit of swagger to them. They're starting to get excited to play. I'm kind of worried about Jawan Howard coming back. I wonder if that's going to kind of mess up their flow a little bit. It probably shouldn't, but it might. Um and in those five wins that they had in their last nine games, I mean, they managed to beat Purdue, who's a quality team that we just talked about. Iowa, who's a decent tournament team. Rutgers is a decent team. They beat the crap out of their biggest rival in Michigan State and then smoked Ohio State without their best player. I mean, this team's playing fairly well right now. And I don't think they, I don't think Indiana's going to pose any type of issues against them. Uh, the game for me is really against Illinois. And I just... Illinois is missing something lately. There's something wrong there. I don't know why they can't seem to put it together. Uh, but if you're looking for just the safest, smartest bet, it has to be Purdue. I mean, Purdue's road is a joke in this tournament. Uh, they're likely going to get Ohio State in the next round. They should dismantle them. I think Ohio State is just completely falling apart right now. They have been atrocious. 
Then they're going to get a rematch against Wisconsin. Wisconsin needed two miraculous shots to beat them last time out in Wisconsin with that place rocking. And then at that point, you're going to get the final, either Illinois, Michigan, whoever it may be. Purdue should be the favorite. I think Purdue is a really, really smart bet at plus 220. And remember, you're dealing with, at the end of the day, you're putting your money in the hands of the best offensive efficiency team in America. Yep. They do everything well. They rebound well. They, they, they score the basketball. The one issue they have is on the defensive end. Now, I'll tell you right now, I bet Purdue at 2-1 to one already. Okay, I'm in on that. Michigan's interesting. I think the only team with value in my eyes would be Wisconsin. I mean, Ten to one is a little bit of a joke. I mean, that, that's too high because you look at Wisconsin. Remember, there are two seed currently. If they win this conference, I think you can make a case they're a one seed. Let's be honest. Whoa, whoa, that's that's a bit much. <laughs> he does it with Wisconsin now. Why? Well, they're two seed in bracketology. If they win this conference and beat everyone in front of them, you can make the case they're a one seed. Why can't you? Oh, that's – I mean, I guess the stats are there, but I don't know. They look like a one seed to you? They don't I would take like them over Arizona, 100%. If they, oh, win this, no. if they win the Big Ten, regular season and conference, Big Ten's way tougher than the Pac-12. Wisconsin's uh, I, a two seed. I agree with you there. It's be- – Wisconsin is not better than Arizona. Arizona is the best team in the country. What? How? Who have they, who have they beaten? I mean, seriously. Fair enough. But, I mean, look at the talent that they yeah, have. It's fair enough. It's a whole season. They haven't beat anyone we're talking about. They beat nobodies. In the, they beat the Little Sisters of the Poor at Connecticut School of the Blind every week in the, in the, in the, <laughs> in the mid-major. That's Connecticut School. Seriously, what are we talking about here? Pac-12 sucks. Outside of UCLA, who, by the way, beat them. UCLA, I'll take UCLA over Arizona. No. Auburn and Arizona are frauds. I've been saying it all year, Auburn and it won't surprise me. Kirk Creasy can't handle pressure. He turns the ball over a ton. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying they're going to be one. I'm just saying Wisconsin has the thought in their mind that if they go and run the table in the Big Ten, I think it's a question we have to ask ourselves. And that's the only thing I'm saying. I just think 10-1 to 1 is too high. I would put Wisconsin probably – I mean, why is Iowa 4 40 to win this conference and Wisconsin's 10 to 1. Can you explain that? I don't know. I don't understand that. So therefore, no. I think Wisconsin, I'd put them more at like five, six to one as opposed to 10 to 1. I think it's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fair enough point. Uh, Iowa, people are starting to become infatuated with Iowa, and I hate it because earlier this season I really liked Iowa and I was like, this is my AT that's gonna screw everything up. But now everybody's on Iowa, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I mean, this is the most ridiculous price in all the futures. Why is Iowa four to one to win the Big Ten? Seriously, especially when they're almost half the price that Wisconsin is. They have Keegan Murray. I'll give it to you. Johnny Davis is as good as Keegan Murray. Why yes. the hell is Wisconsin ten to one when I was four forty to four forty to win? It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah, those should definitely be flipped. Plus, Iowa has to play an extra game. Which I know that they should yeah. win, but I mean fatigue will set in eventually. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a crazy prize. I would look into Purdue. Obviously, I think they're the ones that will win it, but I think Wisconsin has some value. Ten to one is too big a prize. Yeah, definitely a good one. Uh, so, given what we just talked about, I feel like we're about to argue about the next conference because for me, it's Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Even if they are minus one thirty-five. Yeah, I, I listen. Uh, to me, I have something called the eye test. Okay, there's a lot of people that uh, like Wally Zerbiak. You know Wally Zerbiak. He has that similar test where he looks at a team and says, "I just think that this team has the ability to win the NCAA tournament." I don't look at Arizona. It would surprise me if they did. That's not to say they're not good. I think Tommy Lloyd will win a national title there in a couple of years. I think they've overachieved. 
I think they've beaten up on a lot of bad teams. And the truth of the matter is when they face teams with any sort of pulse, i.e. Tennessee, Illinois, UCLA, they lost. It's that simple. Their conference tournament, their non-conference stuff is laughable. Seriously, it's it's horrific. So, and again, every time they stepped up, they lost. So for me, I look at UCLA and I just say, for me, with experience, to me, they don't have a player like Juzang. I don't think they defend. They defend at a high level, but I'll take UCLA in a long-term tournament. I just like their experience. I love Tiger Campbell. That's the difference between UCLA and Arizona to me. There's one major difference. One has Tiger Campbell. The other has Kirk Creese. Kirk Creese says he's he's a he's an arrogant talker, but he's not a real good point guard. And Lloyd has come out and talked about this in certain press conferences. He gets skid, uh, skittish against uh, large crowds and stuff like that. He's almost like a horse. He can't perform at a high level sometimes. Um, and Creases, it's become pro- – I remember there was a game against Stanford. He almost talked about how they can't wait to play in front of no crowd because Creese, uh, he he struggles at times. His emotions get the best of him. Juzang and Tiger Campbell are the difference as to why like UCLA over Arizona. We can get that as a final, right? It would be one, two, right? So, yeah, yeah, we can. I would love to see that final. I'll gladly take Ukla to beat Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that said in a long time. I miss calling the Mukla. Uh, I mean, I just think they're too good. I mean, I look at this team. And the biggest thing for me with UCLA is if you shut down Johnny Juzang, you probably win the game. Arizona doesn't have one person to shut down. I mean, Mathurin's an absolute – he's playing fantastically well. You have Tabulis has been great. I like Coloco down low. I mean, like, I feel like he's very, very undervalued. And Carissa, I know what you're saying, but he is a pretty solid shooter when he gets hot. Um and more importantly, the thing that worries me about UCLA is I know that they beat USC over the weekend. They, before that, though, they lost five in a row. For some reason, USC prevents uh, presents a lot of problems for this team, and that's why I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to get fancy. I'm going to take the favorite here. I'm going with Arizona. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I, I just have kind of been – I've been down on Arizona all year. I, I think long-term they, they will uh, kind of – fold i don't believe they're a team that can go all the way to win it but i will just take the cohesion the chemistry the the the, the been there before in ucla i I don't think you can go wrong here i'm not going outside of the box with either of these teams though i'm i'm sticking with one or these two and that's it i don't have any i don't have any interest in any like outlier team or anything yep uh interesting tournament in the sec this year kentucky is the favorite auburn is the top seed but they are not the favorite here um, what do you think about this conference? Yeah, I, I, um, I'm not a big chalk guy, but then I also say to myself, you know, I mean, can you really go wrong with just saying I'm getting Kentucky two to one? I know on a neutral, they're a favorite against anyone here. I don't think they're going to, I mean, I don't think any of these teams will beat Kentucky. I'll just take them. When I look at kind of taking a shot with a team, I think the only one I would really have any interest in would be maybe, I mean, Arkansas, just because they're playing so well. But I, and I, there's been no bigger fan of Arkansas in America than me. I mean, I've been kind of carrying the water for them for a while. Can they go on the road and win? I think that's really a, a big question. I think they can. I would probably have some interest in them. Um, you know, LSU is interesting at 11 to 1. You know, LSU obviously has had their fair share of, of inconsistencies, but I think it's important to remember. Most of the games they lost in conference, they didn't have Xavier Pinson. Pinson makes them a different team. He's fully healthy now. Um, but that's really it. I mean, I, I don't really want to look too deep. 
Um, I'm not a big Auburn guy. I feel like if you could turn them into a jump shooting team, you're going to beat them. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just looking to lay the chalk with, with Kentucky. I feel like the fact that I'm getting them at a plus money price, especially at two to one, I'm interested in that. I really am. I would, I'm not kidding. If you threw out one 10 to me, I'd probably play it. Honestly, I, I think they're a favorite against everyone here. I think in a championship game, I'm not going to get plus 200. So no. I'll gladly take that. A team I would stay far. Can I swear or no? Oh, yeah, by all means. A team that I would stay far the fuck away from is Alabama. You talk about a team that is so horrifically coached in this in this team. I mean, Nate Oates is so bad. Uh, it, it's amazing that this team has been able to, to, to win the games they have. I mean, they literally all they do is shoot threes. There's no team that shoots more threes than them. 49% of their shot percent of their shots come from the three-point line. Here's the problem though. They only shoot and make 29% of them. What the hell are you doing with your offense? It sucks. It's not any good. Um, stay the hell away from them. So for me, it'd either be Kentucky or maybe a shot with Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and to kind of piggyback off your point about Alabama, we saw what Alabama can do when they shoot really well in that first half against Kentucky. And we see what happens when they don't shoot well in that second half against Kentucky. It's very, very scary to bet on. I want no part of it. Um, this is a tournament I kind of went back and forth because Kentucky's by far the best team in this conference. I have little to no doubt about it. The problem for me is that Kentucky has the tougher road here. I mean, Alabama, while we're, neither of us are high on them, they're way better than Florida or Texas A&M, in my opinion. Um, Tennessee is going to be a tough game in the semifinal. Kentucky should win that game. I mean, I went back and forth between Auburn and Kentucky because I'm not an Auburn guy either. Like, I don't like Auburn. They should not be a number one seed. But you look at their road, and I, I'm not high on Florida, Texas A&M. Then you're either going to get LSU or Arkansas next round. And while I really like Arkansas, eh, keep going back and forth on them too. LSU is too inconsistent for me to want to bet on. I think I'm just leaning toward Kentucky here, but Kentucky's definitely the safest bet. I mean, it's really the only way to go. Yeah, and I think you're getting a great price on them, quite honestly. Like I said, I, I think they should be a favorite here, just my thought. But you know, And remember, I mean, they're pretty healthy right now, so that, that's kind of helpful as well. Um, so, yeah, I, it, would be, uh, it would be that or pass. One thing I like about a lot of these books now, you know, whatever book you play on, I mean, a lot of these books are going to allow you to – you know, have some fun. And if you like some of these prices, so for instance, let's say you like Purdue at two to one to win the um, the Big Ten. Now, obviously play that, but some of these books you can parlay uh, two different, three different co uh, conference tournament futures. So for instance, if you like, you like Seton, I like Seton Hall. I could parlay them with Purdue right now, 50 to one uh, to win <laughs> both conferences. It's kind of crazy. So that, um, that's actually pretty solid. I might need to do that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, for me, I, I, I'll go with the uh, chalk here in Kentucky. But the only place to put your wagers in is the place that sponsors Better Than Vegas, and that's nitrobetting.eu, where if you go to betterthanvegas.com, you click on the banner, you're going to get a sweet bonus. So make sure you guys get on over there and do that. Now, we've covered pretty much all the big tournaments here. Um, I do want to talk bubble teams because that's always the most fascinating one. And the question I want to ask you is who is the team that everybody seems to think is in that you think if they lose, probably don't get in. That's going to be the one that gets left out. Uh, well, the thing about the bubble this year, which I'm always fascinated at why people care so much about the bubble, because a lot of these teams don't end up like doing anything. So it's, you know, you're dealing with like 500 or mediocre teams. 
there's a lot of uh, buying power. What I mean by buying power is there's a lot of teams in the bubble that have big names, um, you know, Michigan, Memphis, um, you know, Indiana, you know, teams like that, that, that are going to get the, the luck of the Irish, I feel like, over a team like SMU or, or, or you know, Wyoming. Um, you know, I think a team like Wyoming is really interesting if they're able to get in. I think they're really talented. Um, a team that I don't think will get in that people think probably Indiana or Virginia. I just don't think they have enough. Florida is another one. Um, but yeah, I think the bubble, they usually get these right. I don't think there's any glaring mistakes, but there's an interesting thing developing out in a random conference, the West Coast Conference. A lot of people believe and know that Gonzaga is the best team. Now, the coach of San Francisco, Todd Golden, talk about this for arrogance. This guy says he may rest his big Masalski for the game tonight against Gonzaga because he feels that they're in regardless. <laughs> so he's not going to really care that much about the game. What an arrogant clown he is. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, you're you're not, you know, you're not Gonzaga or St. Mary's. You're San Francisco, okay? You're just going to leave it up to the committee to let you guarantee that you're in. It'd be ho so hilarious if they lose tonight. He keeps the kid out. And then they end up getting spurned and not let in. That would be so funny. And if I were the uh, NCAA, I would make a, a point that you wanted to screw around and you know act like games don't matter. Why the hell do you want the auto bid? It's probably unlikely, but you never know. The hell don't you want your whole team out there? What an arrogant. I'm so happy that you brought this up because that was the topic I wanted to bring up. San Francisco, I have enjoyed watching San Francisco all year. I love betting the West Coast games because it's like peace and quiet. And you can really focus in on the game. San Francisco, newsflash, if you get blown out tonight, you may not make it. And you know what? You nailed it too because, again, I feel like this doesn't happen every year. But you have a lot of teams that bring in a lot of money to the NCAA. And for those of you that think that the NCAA lets teams in on merit, you need to simmer down. We all know it's about money. And if they have a choice between letting in Indiana or San Francisco, San Francisco is way on their way to the NIT. And they are going to need a decent performance here against Gonzaga tonight. And if they sit there big... I don't think it's coming. I mean, you could be looking at a 20, 30-point blowout loss, and that is a damn shame for a San Francisco team that is talented, they are good, they belong in the tournament, but I think they might actually get – they might get host. I mean, look, are they in? I don't know, probably, but it's like why are you going to take the chance? You know, whatever yeah. happened to just like playing your best team and seeing how it goes, you know? Um, just pathetic, very arrogant. Yeah, and more importantly, like, dude, that means something to these kids that like mm – -hmm. You're in the conference tournament, and more importantly, like you're playing Gonzaga. This is a chance for you to showcase things. Nobody has really seen San Francisco this year. Give your kids a chance. Tell them go out there, go have fun, go do your thing, man. Right. By the way, a Gonzaga team that beat them by double digits in both games. Didn't you? Don't you want to maybe beat them when it matters most? Yeah, and not wave the white flag and say, you know what? We know we're not beating this team anyways. Like we're we're good. We're in. Okay. Just a pompous douche. Like, that's irritated me to no end. And, like, I've been rooting for this team all year, and now I have officially turned and, like, screw you. I hope you lose by 40 and don't get into the freaking tournament now, you douche. Yep. Agreed. Uh, all right, man. We pretty much covered everything. We went through this fairly quickly, which is awesome. Um, any other teams you're looking out for? Any other bets you want to throw out? Any plugs you got? The floor is yours. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm you know always someone that enjoys going in deep to some of these. You know, I think the MAC is interesting. You know, Kent State is. I, mean, I don't know if there's a better team in the country playing right now than Kent State. I mean, this team hasn't lost forever. You know, they're six to one to win the MAC. That's kind of interesting to me. Um, I also kind of go deep into the weeds. Uh, the the Southland, I, I play a lot. I see Nichols State as like an even money favorite, which I think is interesting. Um, I think there's some teams that could really throw a wrench in, and New Orleans or Southeast Louisiana. Uh, I also, um, you know, will continue to say, I don't know when this comes out, but I mean, South Dakota State is not going to lose in the Summit League. I, I don't, I don't know why people think that's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, exciting time uh, to, to be around right now. And if you're a college basketball fan, uh, now's your time. That's right. Best time of the year, guys. Spring is coming. College basketball is here. It has been an absolute pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. Yeah, very enjoyable. Thanks. So you know your stuff, and uh, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. I, you know, I know, you know Blackjack for many years. A lot of people there. So thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that is it. Make sure you guys head on over to betterthanvegas.com. Sign up for that tournament. You may get a chance to play against Jeff in our tournament, which is always awesome. Hello. Uh, but that is pretty much it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Better Than Vegas podcast, and we will see you on Selection Sunday.